Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, November the 25th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, mogul, which means a person of rank, power, or influence. Mogul. Hope everyone is enjoying that Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Certainly a day to be thankful for just the little things. A lot of times we get caught up in the world. We re- we're thankful for things that really and truthfully in the big scheme of things, the grand idea of life doesn't really matter. It's days like this where you can sit down and, and, and relax and talk to your family, friends, loved ones, and just enjoy each other's company. That's thankful enough for me. Not going to give a long spill about uh, what you should be thankful for versus what you shouldn't, or, you know, whatever. Uh, this is most definitely a, a man. After the year or so that we've had with COVID, we all remember last year, uh, wasn't too many family gatherings, if any. This is certainly a, a, a year that you should all be thankful. We're we're starting to see some semblance of normalcy again, if I could say that, or returning back to what once was, even though they're still saying, um, be mindful, of course. Why wouldn't you be? After the year or so we had with COVID and and not being able able to uh, sit down and eat and break bread and, and just enjoy family members and friends and loved ones company, this is certainly a day to be thankful after coming out of COVID, man. It, it just is. Um, as for me, surprisingly, I'm off. Surprisingly, I'm off. Uh, I work for a company that uh, is just like so many companies in retail. They're cutting hours. They're closing early. Some of them didn't even open up this year. Of course, due to that, you know, the labor shortage. Folks just aren't working. But so, I mean, hey, it, it is a day to be thankful. I am I am most definitely thankful. I'm, I'm thankful and blessed to be alive, be among the living. A lot of people can't say that. You know, COVID or just life in general. So if you have uh, some loved ones, I would say be thankful. You're blessed. A lot of people can't say that. Like I said, especially coming out of COVID, a lot of people lost uh, family members, friends, loved ones. So this is most definitely a day to be thankful. All right. Like I said, I'm off today and I'm going to watch me some football. Of course, the Chicago Bears are playing the Detroit Lions. Usually I would be upbeat and say, yeah, the Bears are going to do it. Uh, after the past two weeks, uh, me watching them, I, I don't know what the Chicago Bears are going to do. <laughs> I just don't. Oh, man, they, 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 they are looking horrible this year. You know, many people may say, well, they always look horrible. But no, this year they are. They are. And, and, and I'm not too sure if this is an internet rumor, but they're saying uh, this could very well be Coach Nagy's last game. Before he's fired. Uh, not too sh- uh, I, I, I can I can relate and I can understand some, why so many people are calling for him to be fired. Uh, it's play calling, of course. But like I said, the past two weeks, I've, I've watched, I've been fortunate to sit down and watch the Bears play. And, and let me just say, uh, especially last Sunday, they looked horrible. And what I saw was just, uh, the guys, are, you guys are giving up. I mean, the receivers weren't running through their plays. The defense played stellar, as always. They, I mean, they just did. Uh, Justin Fields went out with a rib injury and, and 
of course, the former uh, Dallas Cowboy quarterback came back. He had been injured. He uh, he led a rally. And like I said, they 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 were winning the game at one point in time, and and then they they lost the lead, and he bought them back. And and the the the, the rest of the players, the receivers just weren't they weren't even running the, through their routes. I know you know where the play is going, but come on, man. At least at least give the appearance that you give a damn. I mean, they they really and truthfully were just out there jogging. All I say is better be glad I'm not the coach. I I would activate the freaking practice squad. Sit you million dollar playboys and crybabies down. Maybe they don't like playing for Coach Nicky. Maybe that's the I mean, hey, stranger things have happened. Maybe they just don't like them. Maybe they have lost their fire. Uh, <laughs> from what I saw Sunday, I'm not too sure if a new coach or an interim coach is going to change anything. Uh, the, I mean, these players, just they just don't care. They just don't. They were just jogging. Like I said, jogging through the routes. Activate the players, uh, the practice squad. Get those guys who don't get any, any run. Let them in the game and see what they can do. Maybe they can do something better. Maybe they it would it would – it would open these uh, multi-million dollar players' eyes and realize they ain't doing what they're supposed to. That's why you're losing. Uh, like I said, two weeks in a row, they had the games won, and they just gave up. They just did. They just gave up. Just, you know, what, whatever was going on, maybe they don't like playing for Coach Nagy. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just sad to watch. As a Bears fan, it's just sad to watch. Like I said, we'll see what happens today. They're playing the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions don't have a victory yet. Uh, they tied one game. <laughs> uh, but outside of that, I don't know what, what what much more to say about Detroit. We'll see. I don't know, really don't know what much more I can say about the Bears either after their um, ugh, less than stellar performance this year. Anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's go get it. Man. Um, the Durham Downtown Incorporated presented a, a report to the Durham County Board of Commissioners Monday night. And in this report, it details uh, the possibility of Durham's economic and substantial population growth. And it went out, it goes out as far as 25 years from now. And what they're predicting is there will be uh, 450,000. People residing in Durham, man, just under uh, half a million. Ah, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. Now, what they what the report also uh, told was that over the past decade, Durham has seen significant growth. From two, in fact, from 2010 to 2016, more than 10,000 new housing units units were added. Revitalization revitalization efforts and shifts towards technology and innovation industries are behind this boom, if I can say that. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's good. That's good. Now, if you say it to yourself, well, what about the pandemic? Now, what they also uh, discovered is that during the pandemic, they lost 21 businesses downtown. But an astonishing thing, I don't know if you call it astonishing, but that is, is, uh, as in, in March of 2020, they saw an up, uptick of 10%. So they lost 21 businesses during the pandemic, but they also gained 38 new businesses. That's good economic growth, I would think. Certainly, certainly is a, a nudge in the right direction. 
Now, the, the report also noted office space downtown increased by 11% and residential units are up by 7%. Man, growth, I mean, they're building everywhere downtown. They're building everywhere all over town, I should say, but especially downtown. Because, you know, when I came to Durham in 1997, uh, it was a ghost town. It was desolate. Things were boarded up. Businesses were gone. You could peep in the window or look in the window and you could see uh, fixtures were up. They weren't, there were no more. So, I mean, if, if this is, is true, which I, I think it is, because like I said, you can walk downtown Durham and you can see the growth that's coming. You just can't. I, I can remember, uh, like I said, when I first got to Durham, because when, when I was a kid and I used to come and visit Durham, it was so vibrant and upbeat. And, and, and when I got here in 97 and, and I walked down Main Street and I was like, wow, what in the world happened here? And, and that's happened uh, in a lot of cities in the South. You know, that they, they, they've, um, there's, a, there's a huge revitalization throughout the South from the years and years that things were, uh, weren't so good. You know, uh, businesses left, they, they, for whatever reason, they left, they left the downtown uh, area in a lot of, in a lot of cities and they, they went to the malls or, or, or out in, and on the outskirts of town. Looks like they're coming back. Now, a newly elected city council member believes uh, that Durham can't be an, if you're a citizen of Durham, you can't be an audience member to this economic development. Got to get up, get active, get involved. It's true. And, and what he says is, is one way to do this is not just by attracting large businesses or corporations, but by continuing to help the small business. And and that would be your, your main street once a upon a time staples, you know, the little mom and pop spots that being replaced with entrepreneurs, people that are venturing out on their own. This is the, uh, <laughs> this is the, the, they call it the resignation era, COVID. Well, hey, uh, in many ways, COVID was, was bad, but I think in this aspect, because people are realizing, Hey, I don't want to work on any, uh, someone's clock and then just be canceled. Just like that. It's time for me to get out and get my own money and, and work for myself. So I think that's a plus. And, and, and he goes on to say also uh, another point that he made was uh, safer communities. Yeah, we got to have safer community. Crime rate here in Durham is horrible. How are you going to attract business if if they don't feel safe? Got to straighten that up. Just do. So it looks like Durham is, it, it, it is. It looks like Durham is in a, uh, on his way up, an economic boom. Like I said, when I came to, in 97, man, it, downtown just looked like an old, uh, I, I, I'm not going to say war zone. It's just every, everything just looked so desolate. Everything was closed down. The only thing I can remember were, uh, um, man, a few little shops. Uh, there was a bank, the big bank. That was the only thing that, that seemed to be hustling and bustling. People going in and out of the banks. You know, you had a furniture store down there and you had your uh, a small drug store. But outside of that, there was nothing there. There really wasn't. As opposed to now. Now, when you go downtown Durham, whether it's day or night, it is moving. It's hustling, bustling. The nightlife is great. You know, hey, I stay here, so I've been downtown, and and it's great. Certainly, a great improvement. It looks like Durham is going to make some more improvements too with with, with uh, this this economic and, and population growth they're predicting. I can see it. I can see it coming if, if things stay on the on this path right here. And it, it got the first thing they got to do is. <laughs> You gotta get rid of this crime, man. The murder rates up, the uh, shootings are up, 
rapes, aggravated assaults. It seems like every aspect of crime is up in this city. So yeah, they're going to have to get a handle on that and get a handle on that real quick. Uh, I, you, you can't, you no longer as leaders can just sit there and allow these neighborhoods to go down and then every however two, three, four years when it's time for re-election or, or you're running, you start talking about the crime and then as soon as you're elected or in there, you, you you never hear anything else about it. I think the people, the citizens of Durham are going to hold these uh, newly, there has been a few city council members. Uh, I think they're going to hold them accountable, which they should. How can you have economic growth and a boom when your crime is crime all over the city? So yeah, they're, they're going to change some things. Like I said, uh, Durham is growing. I, I I can honestly tell you, I enjoy living here. It's a nice place. But with this crime, it makes you kind of wonder. So there it is. Durham is, is, is going to experience a, a economic boom and population growth in the next, they're predicting next 20, 25 years. Looks like the old tobacco town, quaint, small southern town is going away. Might, quite possibly. Blossom into a city, 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 <laughs> big city. We'll see. Same thing has happened in, in uh, Raleigh also. Like I said, you know, like I said, uh, a few podcasts back when we were talking about uh, the real estate market in downtown Raleigh with the uh, parking lots, uh, how much they're going for, going for millions. And they're erecting these high rise buildings and condos and, and office space and retail space. Same thing is happening here in Durham. They already have one up. Durham skyline has changed also because at one time, uh, the tallest building in Durham, I, I believe it was uh, uh, Mutual's, Mutual Insurance Company, uh, something like that. Uh, it's not the tallest building anymore. So Durham is changing. If you're one of those long-term long-term residents that are saying, oh, I ain't buying into it, uh, you might just get left behind because it's moving. They have to. They just do. They really do. And, and, and of course, they need to. I mean, you, you can't stay in one spot forever. All right. Now, here's something I wanted to talk to you guys about this morning. Something for you to, to warm your heart and, and realize how, how thankful and blessed you are. Now, we all know of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the brand, the brands and the characters that are used to sell products. You I mean, you got your Maytag repairman. Everybody remembers the Maytag repairman. You got flow from progressive insurance, the little. I like her, but she's a little corny, but she's still good. I like her. And of course, you got Jake from State Farm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Aflac, the duck. Now, they, they've used the duck. Uh, it first came on the scene uh, January 1st of 2000. Man, 21 years later, that duck is still going strong. How about that? Now, Aflac is a Georgia-based supplemental insurance company that since 2018 has been using the duck as a companion and comfort for children with cancer. It's good. And, and also now they're using it for, not just for the, the pediatric uh, uh, cancer, but also uh, blood children with blood disorders. Now, the, the, at this hospital the, uh, called the Center for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, AFLAC has been partnering with uh, this hospital for 26 years and has raised $155 million for the hospital. But now it's using the duck to not just comfort those kids with cancer, but also, you know, the hospital is known for its uh, 
treating blood disorders also, is using it also to bring joy to kids with sickle cell disorder. Now, sickle cell, if you, for those that don't know, it um, it's, it's predominantly, if not all out, I believe at one point in time, they were saying it was like point, uh, half a percent, but for the most part, it, it, it targets uh, black children. It's a, it's a, it's a blood disorder that, man, when, when, if you ever known anyone that has, uh, or, or has sickle cell and when they go through those sickle cell crisis, man, it is, it, it just breaks your heart. Can you imagine as a parent seeing your child with that? And there's nothing you can do. There's, there's nothing you can do. The doctors are limited because they're still, uh, researching and, and, and trying to discover ways to treat it. Which, which is a good thing because when I was a kid coming along, your life expectancy, if you had sickle cell, was 18 years of age. It's gotten better, you know, over the years. It's gone to like 20, 25, and now I believe it's into your 30s. So research is, is going going well, and they are making great improvements. But they're using the Aflac duct to show, to help the kids through their treatment. Now, last year, the hospital took in over 2,000 kids with sickle cell disorder, making it number one in the nation for uh, total sickle cell discharges. So it stepped up. The hospital stepped up. Uh, at one point in time, I can honestly tell you, I, I have a family member or had a family member. She passed. She had sickle cell. And man, it, it, you would you would be, I can remember talking to her aunt and her mother. And when when they would take her to the hospital and, you know, of course, they would say she had sickle cell. They were just surprised at the amount of doctors and nurses that had never, ever heard of sickle cell. That, that so it's gotten it's getting better. And this hospital in Atlanta is uh, helping with the treatment. Looks like, like I said, it's number one in the nation for total sickle cell uh, disease discharges or disorder discharges. So Aflac has come up with the idea of using its duct to comfort the kids. Now, it's not for, for if you're thinking, okay, that's great. They, they're using the duct. It's not just your regular old stuffed animal. Yeah, it, 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 Aflac has came up with a great idea and, and, and it's free. They're not charging anybody. Now, this duct now has uh, features that include an enhancement of its features designed to help kids as they go through their unique care and treatment, those sickle cell crisis. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, what does it do? It's, it's, it, it sickle cell crisis, it, it, it fluctuates the body temperature and it makes you, it can make you dehydrated. Uh, your temperature rises or, or, or whatever. It can also, uh, the temperature can also fall, you know, uh, anemic, you know, it's a blood disorder. So what they, they have, have equipped this duck with is, uh, in, in the event that, you know, if you've seen anybody go through a sickle cell crisis when they want to stay warm, it comes with a customized blanket. And also it has sensors for that dehydration when your temperature rises, to which it reminds you, it sends an alert through an app. It reminds the, the, the kitties that they quite possibly could be dehydrated. And so what it does is every so often it gives an alert for the, take a, for the kids to take water breaks. And that helps with that dehydration. Certainly a good, I, I, I never thought of that. And when I read the article, I said to myself, man, that's pretty good. That, that is, that, that, 
that is a, a I'm sure it is a comfort to many kids when they're going through that sickle cell crisis. And like I said, if you ever known anyone that had has sickle cell or it's uh, man, it's heartbreaking. It really is. It's, it's heartbreaking. You know, can you imagine being a parent with a child that has sickle cell? And like I said, there's nothing you can do. And, and that child is just in pain for however long those crises last. And, and, and it's not something that, that can be glossed over or, or, or just say, uh, you know, like you hear so much. But, man, those, those sickle cell crises, they are painful to watch. I can't even imagine having that. Like I said, this this Aflac duck, they, they're, of course, they've equipped it with a, a, a blanket. But the thing for me, the catalyst for me was the uh, the app that goes along with it. That reminds these kids that they're, they're quite possibly could be becoming or be dehydrated. So it reminds them to go uh, take water breaks, get fluid in the system. How great, how, how great is that? So that, like I said, that's, uh, that's something just to make you feel good today and, and i hope it, it it helps you to realize how blessed you are on thanksgiving because there are some kids that are laying in the hospital right now i mean we we as adults we walk around and we gripe about this and that and whatever but if you can imagine as a child during the holidays or any day but especially during the holidays if you you know enough about holidays that you can't really and truthfully see family like that because you're in the hospital and, and same thing with those kids with cancer. Just any kid that, that that's in a hospital that uh, for all intents and purposes are, are hospital bound during the holidays. And for Affleck to come up with this idea, uh, hats off to him. Hats off to him. Goes to show you not uh, everyone in in this this world of, of the, the high-end, high-yield corporations are just thinking about profit. I mean, like I said, hats off to them. And and if you're thinking to yourself, uh, well, I got this and that going on. Think about those kids that are laying up in those hospital beds. It's not, it, it, it can't be easy for them. I know it's not easy for them. It's not easy for any of us. And and for to be in the hospital during the hos- uh, holidays or just to be in the hospital in general, and then you have something like this come along. Yeah, it can can lift your spirits. And that's a plus. Yeah, well, I'm getting ready to get out of here. Uh, surprisingly, I'm off today on Thanksgiving. I have not had a Thanksgiving off, man, since I, I can't even think back that far. Yeah, the company I work for, uh, like so many in retail, uh, some didn't even open up today. And some are closing early. They're closing early, which is surprising because, man, we usually stay open. <laughs> From nine to nine, we're there. But yeah, that, you know, a lot of companies are experiencing that, that labor shortage, so they, they're realizing that hey, there's there's a dip in their their money, their revenue, and they're closing early. Certainly, a, a good thing it allows a lot of people to be at home with their family, because uh, I can remember for years, years, I was never here on the holidays. I always had to work. I just did. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of companies, a lot of businesses aren't even open today, which is surprising because, hey, those big box stores, man, they they roll. They're open all year, seven days a week. So a lot of people are closing early or some haven't even opened, which is surprising. 
certainly something to be thankful and realize that you're blessed. Because if you ever worked in retail and you know the holidays are what the, the bread and butter, that's how they make their money. And for them to realize, hey, well, we ain't really making that much. Let's let's close early or let's just shut it down altogether. It, it's certainly a, a, a blessing to so many. I got to say. All right. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.